Today is January the 16th. Today we see Judah's change of heart. Reading through the Bible in a year, I'd like you to read Genesis 42 to 44. Now, in these chapters, we see that the famine that Joseph predicted, seven years of plenty and seven years of famine, was not restricted to Egypt. It was a region-wide famine. Now, Egypt was the only nation around that had saved up food during the seven years of plenty. And so, now the scene shifts to Israel, to Palestine, where Jacob's sons hear that there's grain in Egypt and they are suffering. Uh, they have no food. There's a famine and the famine's been going on for some time. So they go to Egypt to buy grain and lo and behold, they encounter Joseph but they don't recognize him as Joseph. He's dressed like an Egyptian. He speaks in Egyptian. He uh, paints his face like an Egyptian would. Uh, they have no idea that this is actually Joseph, their brother. He has by now an Egyptian name. They go before him and Joseph at first questions them very severely. He realizes who they are, but they have no idea who he is. And Joseph is wondering what to do. Well, uh, through a series of interactions, he eventually capitulates and lets them return home with food. He doesn't accept their payment. He uh, puts their money back in the food sacks. They arrive in uh, Palestine and uh, consume that food. When that food is gone, they, uh, their father says to them, go down and buy more food. Uh, they say, we can't, we can't go. He was so hard on us the last time. And in fact, we told him about Joseph's younger brother, Benjamin. Ten of us were there. He asked us about our family. We said, we're 12 brothers. One died and one is at home. And he said, you can't come back unless you bring your younger brother. Um, Jacob doesn't want to send the younger brother. But Judah steps up and says, if we go without Benjamin, he will not only refuse to give us food and then we'll all die, but he'll imprison us. So Judah offers his own sons in exchange for Benjamin's life. As you read the story, you'll see that Benjamin is treated very well by his brother Joseph. Remember that Joseph uh, was uh, the youngest except for Benjamin, and his ten brothers were working the fields. Joseph and Benjamin did not work the fields. So Benjamin was not part of the decision to sell Joseph into slavery. Uh, in chapter uh, 43, we have uh, the second trip 
in which, again, Joseph is tested. How is he going to respond to his brothers? In chapter 44, he sets a test for them and uh, incriminates Benjamin. In chapter 44, he says, I'll keep Benjamin here with him because of what, with me, because of what he has done. At that point, Judah steps up and says, no, put my life for the boys. We find that in 44, 33. So please, my Lord, let me stay here as a slave instead of the boy. Let the boy return with his brothers. Now the question comes, why Judah? Well, chapter 37, verse 26 tells us that it was Judah's idea to sell Joseph into slavery. Joseph was well aware of that. Judah has an incredible change of heart. Enjoy today as you read the story of Judah's change of heart in Genesis 42 to 44. When Jacob heard that grain was available in Egypt, he said to his sons, Why are you standing around looking at one another? I have heard that there is grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy enough grain to keep us alive. Otherwise we'll die. So Joseph's ten older brothers went down to Egypt to buy grain. But Jacob wouldn't let Joseph's younger brother Benjamin go with them, for fear some harm might come to him. So Jacob's son arrived in Egypt along with others to buy food, for the famine was in Canaan as well. Since Joseph was governor of all of Egypt and in charge of selling grain to all the people, it was to him that his brothers came. When they arrived, they bowed before him with their faces to the ground. Joseph recognized his brothers instantly, but he pretended to be a stranger and spoke harshly to them. Where are you from? he demanded. From the land of Canaan, they replied. We have come to buy food. Although Joseph recognized his brothers, they didn't recognize him, and he remembered the dreams he had about them many years before. He said to them, You are spies. You have come to see how vulnerable our land has become. No, my lord, they exclaimed. Your servants have simply come to buy food. We are all brothers, members of the same family. We are honest men, sir. We are not spies. Yes, you are, Joseph insisted. You have come to see how vulnerable our land has become. Sir, they said, there are actually twelve of us. We, your servants, are all brothers, sons of a man living in the land of Canaan. Our youngest brother is back with our father right now, and one of our brothers is no longer with us. But Joseph insisted. As I said, you were spies. This is how I will test your story. I swear by the life of Pharaoh that you will never leave Egypt unless your younger brother comes here. One of you must go and get your brother. I'll keep the rest of you here in prison. Then we'll find out whether or not your story is true. By the life of Pharaoh, if it turns out you don't have a younger brother, then I'll know you were spies. Joseph put them all in prison for three days. On the third day, Joseph said to them, I am a God-fearing man. If you do as I say, you will live. If you really are honest men, choose one of your brothers to remain in prison. The rest of you may go home with grain for your starving families. But you must bring your youngest brother back to me. This will prove you are telling the truth, and you will not die. To this they agreed. 
Speaking among themselves, they said, Clearly we are being punished because of what we did to Joseph long ago. We saw his anguish when he pleaded for his life, but we wouldn't listen. That's why we're in this trouble. Didn't I tell you not to sin against the boy? Reuben asked. But you wouldn't listen, and now we have to answer for his blood. Of course, they didn't know that Joseph understood them, for he had been speaking to them through an interpreter. Now he turned away from them and began to weep. When he had regained his composure, he spoke to them again. Then he chose Simeon from among them and had him tied up right before their eyes. Joseph then ordered his servants to fill the men's sacks with grain, but he also gave secret instructions to return each brother's payment at the top of his sack. He also gave them supplies for their journey home. So the brothers loaded their donkeys with the grain and headed for home. But when they stopped for the night and one of them opened his sack to get grain for his donkey, he found his money in the top of his sack. Look, he exclaimed to his brothers, my money has been returned. It's here in my sack. Then their hearts sank. Trembling, they said to each other, what has God done to us? When the brothers came to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan, they told him everything that had happened to them. The man who is governor of the land spoke very harshly to us, they told him. He accused us of being spies, scouting the land. But we said, we are honest men, not spies. We are twelve brothers, sons of one father. One brother is no longer with us, and the youngest is at home with our father in the land of Canaan. Then the man who is governor of the land told us, this is how I will find out if you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers here with me and take grain for your starving family and go on home. But you must bring your youngest brother back to me. Then I will know you are honest men and not spies. Then I will give you back your brother and you may trade freely in the land. As they emptied out their sacks, there in each man's sack was the bag of money he had paid for the grain. The brothers and their father were terrified when they saw the bags of money. Jacob exclaimed, You are robbing me of my children. Joseph is gone, Simeon is gone, and now you want to take Benjamin too? Everything is going against me. Then Reuben said to his father, You may kill my two sons if I don't bring Benjamin back to you. I'll be responsible for him, and I promise to bring him back. But Jacob replied, My son will not go down with you. His brother Joseph is dead, and he is all I have left. If anything should happen to him on your journey, you would send this grieving, white-haired man to his grave. But the famine continued to ravage the land of Canaan. When the grain they had brought from Egypt was almost gone, Jacob said to his sons, Go back and buy us a little more food. But Judah said, The man was serious when he warned us. You won't see my face again until your brother is with you. If you send Benjamin with us, we will go down and buy more food. But if you don't let Benjamin go, we won't go either. Remember, the man said, You won't see my face again unless your brother is with you. Why were you so cruel to me? Jacob moaned. Why did you tell him you had another brother? The man kept asking us questions about our family, they replied. He asked, Is your father still alive? Do you have another brother? So we answered his questions. How could we know he would say, Bring your brother down here? Judah said to his father, Send the boy with me, and we will be on our way. Otherwise, we will all die of starvation. And not only we, but you and our little ones. I personally guarantee his safety. You may hold me responsible if I don't bring him back to you. Then let me bear the blame forever. If we hadn't wasted all this time, we could have gone and returned twice by now. 
So their father, Jacob, finally said to them, If it can't be avoided, then at least do this. Pack your bags with the best products of this land. Take them down to the man as gifts, balm, honey, gum, aromatic resin, pistachio nuts, and almonds. Also take double the money that was put in your sacks, as it was probably someone's mistake. Then take your brother and go back to the man. May God Almighty give you mercy as you go before the man, so that he will release Simeon and let Benjamin return. But if I must lose my children, so be it. So the men packed Jacob's gifts and doubled the money and headed off with Benjamin. They finally arrived in Egypt and presented themselves to Joseph. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the manager of his household, These men will eat with me this noon. Take them inside the palace, then go slaughter an animal and prepare a big feast. So the man did as Joseph told him and took them into Joseph's palace. The brothers were terrified when they saw they were being taken into Joseph's house. It's because of the money someone put in our sacks last time we were here, they said. He plans to pretend we stole it. Then he will seize us, make us slaves, and take our donkeys. The brothers approached the manager of Joseph's household and spoke to him at the entrance of the palace. Sir, they said, we came to Egypt once before to buy food, but as we were returning home, we stopped for the night and opened our sacks. Then we discovered that each man's money, the exact amount paid, was in the top of his sack. Here it is. We have brought it back with us. We also have additional money to buy more food. We have no idea who put the money in our sacks. Relax, don't be afraid, the household man manager told them, your God and the God of your father must have put this treasure into your sacks. I know I received your payment. Then he released Simeon and brought him back out to them. The manager then led the men into Joseph's palace. He gave them water to wash their feet and provided food for their donkeys. They were told they would be eating there, so they prepared their gifts for Joseph's arrival at noon. They gave him the gifts they brought him, then bowed low to the ground before him. After greeting them, he asked, "'How is your father, the old man you spoke about? Is he still alive?' Yes, they replied, our father, your servant, is alive and well, and they bowed low again. Then Joseph looked at his brother Benjamin, the son of his own mother. Is this your youngest brother, the one you told me about? Joseph asked. May God be gracious to you, my son. Then Joseph hurried from the room because he was overcome with emotion for his brother. He went into his private room where he broke down and wept. After washing his face, he came back out, keeping himself under control. Then he ordered, Bring out the food. The waiters served Joseph at his own table, and his brothers were served at a separate table. The Egyptians who ate with Joseph sat at their own table because Egyptians despise Hebrews and refused to eat with them. Joseph told each of his brothers where to sit, and to their amazement he seated them according to age, from oldest to youngest. And Joseph filled their plates with food from his own table, giving Benjamin five times as much as he gave the others. So they feasted and drank freely with him. When his brothers were ready to leave, Joseph gave these instructions to his palace manager. Fill each of their sacks with as much grain as they can carry, and put each man's money back into his sack. Then put my personal silver cup at the top of the youngest brother's sack, along with the money for his grain.
So the manager did as Joseph instructed him. The brothers were up at dawn and were sent on their journey with their loaded donkeys. But when they had gone only a short distance and were barely out of the city, Joseph said to his palace manager, Chase after them and stop them. When you catch up with them, ask them, Why have you repaid my kindness with such evil? Why have you stolen my master's silver cup, which he uses to predict the future? What a wicked thing you have done. When the palace manager caught up with the men, he spoke to them as he had been instructed. What are you talking about? The brothers responded. We are your servants and would never do such a thing. Didn't we return the money we found in our sacks? We brought it back all the way from the land of Canaan. Why would we steal silver and gold from your master's house? If you find his cup with any one of us, let that man die, and all the rest of us, my lord, will be your slaves. That's fair, the man replied, but only the one who stole the cup will be my slave. The rest of you may go free. Then all quickly took their sacks from the backs of their donkeys and opened them. The palace manager searched the brother's sacks, from the oldest to the youngest, and the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. When the brothers saw this, they tore their clothing in despair. Then they loaded their donkeys again and returned to the city. Joseph was still in his palace when Judah and his brothers arrived, and they fell to the ground before him. What have you done? Joseph demanded. Don't you know that a man like me can predict the future? Judah answered, Oh, my Lord, what can we say to you? How can we explain this? How can we prove our innocence? God is punishing us for our sins. My Lord, we have all returned to be your slaves, all of us, not just our brother who had your cup in his sack. No, Joseph said, I would never do such a thing. Only the man who stole the cup will be my slave. The rest of you may go back to your father in peace. Then Judah stepped forward and said, Please, my lord, let your servant say just one word to you. Please do not be angry with me, even though you are as powerful as Pharaoh himself. My lord, previously you asked us, your servants, do you have a father or a brother? And we responded, Yes, my lord, we have a father who is an old man, and his youngest son is a child of his old age age. His full brother is dead, and he alone is left of his mother's children, and his father loves him very much. And you said to us, Bring him here so I can see him with my own eyes. But we said to you, My lord, the boy cannot leave his father, for his father would die. But you told us, Unless your youngest brother comes with you, you will never see my face again. So we returned to your servant, our father, and told him what you had said. Later, when he said, Go back again and buy us more food, we replied, We cannot go unless you let our youngest brother go with us. We'll never get to see the man's face unless our youngest brother is with us. Then our father said to us, As you know, my wife had two sons, and one of them went away and never returned. Doubtless, he was torn to pieces by some wild animal. I have never seen him since. Now, if you take his brother away from me, and any harm comes to him, you will send this grieving white-haired man to his grave. And now, my lord, I cannot go back to my father without the boy. Our father's life is bound up in the boy's life. If he sees that the boy is not with us, our father will die." 
We, your servants, will indeed be responsible for sending that grieving white-haired man to his grave. My lord, I guaranteed to my father that I would take care of the boy. I told him, if I don't bring him back to you, I will bear the blame forever. So please, my lord, let me stay here as a slave instead of the boy, and let the boy return with his brothers. For how can I return to my father if the boy is not with me? I couldn't bear to see the anguish this would cause my father. Scripture reading by Emily Arena. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll see Israel in Egypt. New Hope Church has a companion podcast, Salty Saints. It's and apologetics, theology, and biblical podcast. I'm sure you'd enjoy it. Look for Salty Saints wherever you listen to your podcasts.